Podcast, buddy. Yeah, and especially with Tom Cruise watching. Hey, Tommy, how you doing, buddy? Oh man, I love Tom Cruise. I do too, and you can too. For only nineteen ninety-five, no ups, no extras. <laughs> Are we selling Tom Cruise now? Just like Earl Shad, baby. I, hmm, I, I don't know how we're going to do that. Hey, look, he doesn't have to know on his end. He just has. Right, but I believe that's grounds for charging us with fraud. I mean, who is it, fraud? I'm. Mm, I don't know. I think in any just legal system, they would look at the paperwork and say you attempted to sell like a likeness of Tom Cruise. No, we, we, say, we no, no, no. We just attempted to sell Tom Cruise. No, I, 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 I could totally sell him three or four times before somebody figured out on the Tom Cruise end that that wasn't happening. So I got a buffer between the time they give me the money and the time they figure out that Tom Cruise is not his. Well, and, and if they get a bad Tom Cruise, they're going to be like, hey, you sold me a lemon. And I'll be like, hey, you know what? You should have inspected the Tom Cruise before we sold you the Tom Absolute, Cruise. You, you should have taken a Tom Cruise cruise. Yeah, you should have done a Days of Thunder instead <laughs> of doing a Minority Report. Absolutely. And with that... <laughs> I cannot believe we went as far as we did with that. Well, I mean, I'm, we could probably get away with it with a couple other people. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael Bean. Michael Bean. We could sell... Oh. I mean, your exciting weekend Michael Bean. Ooh. Get some of those Michael Bean sell jeans. Sell like a timeshare. For $29, oh. you could share Michael Bean, but you'll have to share them with other families, but you get this time slot of Michael Bean. I love it. You know, we'll, oh, wow, timeshares. That's amazing. Because you know how much extra money we could get instead of just selling them once? Yeah, and then uh, nobody knows what Michael Bean looks like, especially not now. We well, just of course. Some, I mean, we could probably just tell him you're Michael Bean. I got him the right age group. Yeah, I, fair. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Aliens. Yeah, I've been in a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just get movies wrong. Yeah. yeah, I was in When Harry Met Sally. Did you see Harry and the Hendersons? <laughs> That was me. Uh, yeah, Michael hello. Bean. That's a Michael Bean joint. Absolutely. I, I've been in more movies than Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman combined. That's a lot of movies. Michael Bean. That's a Michael Bean guarantee. <laughs> Indeed. If you've seen it, I've been in it. <laughs> oh, I hate our podcast. <laughs> I hate my brain. Should be a. Uh... Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to Horror Vomit, where we sell Michael Beans by the handful. Woohoo, and Tom Cruise if you got the money. Yeah, but you don't. Nah, nobody's you, got that You can't afford money. our Tom Cruise Mm-mm. with its luxurious large uh, fourth or fifth appendage. Oh, no, no, the luxurious interior, too, mm. <laughs> with the Corinthian leather. Uh, my name is Chris Pfeff, and I'm one of your hosts, I suppose. And on the other end is James, your other host. Uh, future criminals, the both of us. Indeed. We're going to go down hard for this money making. <sighs> but we're going to live well on that Michael Bean Cruise money. Man, I don't think this is going to be successful. Well. I, mm, we're going to have to get a real... If anybody out there is a marketing genius... Like and knows how to sell us some Michael Beans or sell some Michael Beans for us. You will receive yeah. no compensation for your work. No, but we're gonna kind of do a timeshare, so you could probably take a couple minutes for yourself you get, out of it. You get to meet James as Ab- Michael Bean. Absolutely. We won't lie to you. No, no, we won't call it a Michael Bean scene. No, no. Okay. No. But uh, what, what were we here to do again? Oh, uh, James, we're talking about 1986's Witchboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, written and directed by Kevin Tenney. Yeah, Kevin Tenney. Woohoo. Yep. Uh, do you want to do you want to know who it's starring, James? Well, first of all, we got all of the Tony Katane. Yes, Tony Katane playing Linda. We, we have a uh, Mr. Todd Allen as mm-hmm. Jim. Yes. Uh, Stephen Nichols as Brandon, and uh, Kathleen Wilhoit as Zarabeth. Uh, oh, oh, Don't oh. you dare. But I want I love her. I do too. I love her, James. But tell me that she is not Ruth Buzzy and Robert Downey Jr.'s love child. James, I love her. I do too. Okay. She is fucking rad to the max. So just for funsies. Yesies. I have a fun fact about uh, 
each of these actors. Oh, do tell, do tell. Uh, they, they all have other things in their career, but I, I was just looking out for things that sounded very funny. Mm-hmm. So Todd Allen, who plays Jim. Yes. Also stars in Witchboard 2. Electric Boogaloo. As just a garbage man. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Not a, not a returning character. Wow. He's, he's just in it. Just a nod. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know the name of Tawny Katane's first feature film? Um, I don't know. Uh, Coverdale gave me money production. I don't know. Uh, the Perils of Gwendolyn in oh, the Land of Yik Yak. Fuck, I have seen that. I have actually seen that. That is one of the most marvelous titles I've ever heard. It is god-awful. Oh, I, I wasn't going to watch it. I, I have things to do with my time. I tend to watch it, but it was one of those situations where I couldn't stand up, and it was on, and I couldn't turn it off. And there I was. Now, uh, Steve Nichols, who plays Brandon Sinclair. Oh, yeah. Uh, would you like to guess how many episodes of Days of Our Lives that he has starred in? All of them? Just give me a number. 150. Uh, cold. Say what now? Uh, uh, 600? Colder. Oh, two? Colder. Wait. Uh, 1,837. I said great oogly moogly. <laughs> I knew that motherfucker looked familiar. Yes. And he also starred in one episode of Days of Our Lives. It's, it's Salem something, but he also starred in an episode of the spinoff. Ooh, did, I don't think he probably had ears that were noticeable until about 1994. <clears throat> oh, that haircut. Oh, that haircut. Now, Zarabeth, w- mm. would you like to take a guess as to which uh, iconic 1990 television program she starred in three episodes of? Square Pegs? She starred in three episodes of one Cop Rock. Fuck out of here. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, the, oh. The uh, musical p- procedural police drama. Oh, I know cop rock. Oh, I know me some cop rock. Wow. So uh, that's the cast that we're dealing with. Again, um, Kathleen Wilhoy, I think, who played Zarabeth, had about, I, I want to say, the, like the most illustrious. Like she was in actually a lot of cool stuff. Oh, she was probably the only real theater actor Jabber at all. Oh, I mean, they were all in stuff. I mean, Tawny Katane to a yeah. limited degree, but um, everybody was in stuff, and you know what? They were in movies, so mm. hats off to you. I, just, I wanted to find some funny credits of theirs because oh, every, wow. everybody in like 80s movies has very funny credits. Okay, I never even thought to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. That, well, <clears throat> there's all kinds of things running around my head in this movie. I got a question for you. You usually ask me. What did you think of this movie? Um, I liked it. I'm going to give you that brief answer because Uh. there's something I want to talk about in connection with that. So in return, James. Yes. How did you like Witchboard? I'm I'm conflicted because there's parts of me that were irritated waiting for it to find a tone. You know, I, I wanted it to either be one thing or another, and it didn't quite give me either. And uh, while I was wrestling with that, all of a sudden I I saw about two or three themes and then I I calmed down. I calmed the fuck down. You know what I mean? And then I'm seeing themes that I don't even know if are supposed to be there or not there. And then the the two big ones for me, they're just, and then then it got me back interested in the movie. Uh, Some of the choices they made, I, I thought it was interesting but boring that everything happened in bright light. So, you know, these just shit that I unfortunate ticks I've picked up now that I'm watching movies critically. I would never have noticed anything and I just watched a fucking movie before, but now I'm sitting there going, why did they make that choice? What's going on here? So instead of enjoying the movie, like with my dumb brain, so it's tough, but did I like it? When all said and done and all the smoke clears and my brain stops grinding, I, I, I did, I did enjoy it. It was kind of a fun round and it made me think a little bit. Yes. So before, I think it was last night mm-hmm. we were texting briefly, and I told you, uh, put on your thinking cap, because I got a blazing hot take. Oh, that's probably when I started super thinking about this movie, then. And uh, it, it doesn't, it's not so much ex- specifically this film, but it, it's something that I'd like to talk about. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, in my opinion, movies like Witchboard, or Chud, or The Stuff, 
yeah. any of these 80s movies are just as, if not more important than high art films like The Shining well, are you, in, in horror. Are you talking about like um, outsider art? What I'm talking about is the The Shining is undeniably a better movie than this yes. or any of the other films that I've listed. Mm-hmm. But how many great filmmakers did we get out of The Shining? Oh, okay. versus how many great horror filmmakers did we get? Who probably there's got to be someone out there that you say, ask them, hey, what's your favorite horror movie? And they go, ah, fucking Witchboard. When I was like 15, I watched this movie over and over again. Gotcha. So. I'm going out on a limb and saying that movies like these are just as, if not more, influential than the high art films like The Shining. Because, yeah, The Shining's good, Mm -hmm. but it's not a movie that you really want to watch over and over. It's not fun to watch over and over again. Well, it's like that old quote. It's like uh, when the Velvet Underground started, five people went to, or 14 people went to see their show, and nobody cared, but all 14 of those people went on to uh, form their own bands. Yeah. So, would you say that, uh, you know, Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground, uh, as far as musicianship goes and all that stuff, eh, it's fucking Lou Reed. I, I but, have, I have an opinion. Influential, you can't deny. I have so, an opinion about Velvet Underground that Velvet Underground is just the Grateful Dead, but on speed instead of weed. Oh, yeah. I will grant you that too. Because, man. After that first album, Velvet Underground gets boring. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, you know... But we, I, I'm saying the same kind of idea. These outsider things, these things that are maybe not popular in the moment with the entire world are out of step with what's going on out there is important to the people who create. Yes. And I will absolutely give you that. Because, I mean, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the remake Evil Dead. But, I mean, Evil Dead wasn't that much before this. And people saw Evil Dead and went, oh, we could do that. And that's where we get movies like this. Because, I mean, when you're 14 years old and you're hanging out with your friends, nobody wants to watch The Changeling or Rosemary's Baby. You want to watch fucking Witchboard. You want to watch Chud. Fuck yeah, you do. That's what I'm saying is that I think films like this, regardless of like the the technical proficiency and you know the story being airtight and whatever Mm -hmm. else they make up for it in a sort of fun that is irreplaceable and i think has influenced film that i know that we like Mm -hmm. just as much if not more than something like high art films absolutely and and we also got to take a look at um, outside of whatever views of whatever i may have picked up a theme from this movie let's just take this out of it um, these films often can put out themes that will not be touched in that. So the outsider, we, we've t- touched on this a bunch of times of how a lot of times the horror films that we watch aren't specifically horror films. They're horror and or something and horror. Yes. So as a message film, and it's so much easier to put a message out in a film like this. So, yeah, the, I think these films are absolutely important. And especially a film like this at the time in 1986. It was around the time of the satanic panic. Oh, and fuck me running the PMRC, all that bullshit. Uh-huh. And Ooh. then to come out and make a film like Witchboard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Because, you know, I am so far removed from that era, having grown up, that was directly my era. And, and I'm so far removed from it right now that I watched the movie. I didn't even think about what was happening at the time the movie was coming out because I think this movie came out when I was in the Navy, my first year in the Navy. But I'm still swirling from all of that shit. And it was just gearing up to get even worse right around then too. So that makes that an, oh, that makes a lot of things that they're doing in the movie even more interesting because one of the things she did was start swearing a lot more and swearing and acting erratic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Satanic Panic. You got the, mm, the Ouija board. The Ouija board. Oh, my God. I want to kick that pretentious fucker in the teeth. And, and like I said, and I think a lot of these movies are so important because, I mean, a lot of the filmmakers that I know that we like were probably, grow, you know, 15 or so around when this came out as well. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect drive-in movie. Oh, fuck yeah. This is a perfect movie to sit in a drive-in and just get high as shit. Well, the other thing, too, is it's a perfect VCR movie. Yes. Because I always forget 
how important it was to have a VCR, how important it was to have a VCR and to have movies accessible. Because prior to this, fuck, man, I'd hate going to theaters because I, A, I can't shut the fuck up and nobody wants to be within 20 feet of me when I go watch a movie. And B, I just don't want to be around all those people and watching a movie. I just hate it. So VCRs are just like, wow, I would live on those. I'd have stacks of them. I'd be paying three of my allowances just because I wanted to watch the movies over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Nostalgia. Yeah, and this is one of those movies, too, that you can tell like there wasn't a lot of money involved, but I think with the money that they had, mm-hmm. it's pretty effective in being, you know, the in of the time 80s uh, slasher? Uh, yeah. Supernatural? I think they were trying to be a... Uh, there, there wasn't a hat on a hat and a hat, but there were a couple hats on hats here. Yeah, like it, it has the tone of a slasher. Right. And it sort of becomes one later in the film. It took a while for it to even find a tone, though, because it was super serious, super serious, and then we had a random... Rosemarie showed up as a special guest star. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Are, is it going to be funny? Now? No, it's not funny yet. Is it going to be funny now? Okay, now it's funny. But it didn't... That, that, that tone shift bothered me. If there would have just kind of been a little bit of jokes here and there before that to set up that last Zarabeth and Rosemary and shit. But, I mean, I think there was. There was the Lloyd character, Jim's construction friend. Okay, well, I at didn't... At the beginning, at the, where they're getting drunk at the party. Well, you see, you know why I didn't see that? Because Lloyd, I swear to God, I swear to God, is my fucking cousin Ronnie. Okay? He is, he is 80s guy. Well, look, well, not only that, but there 80s, there's an 80s specific guy. Um, and my family, when my, remember I was making a joke how we had the Native American, or, or played by uh, an Asian guy? Yes. And I told you every family's got somebody to call Chino? Uh-huh. Ronnie was Chino, but he was a rockero. He liked to, he wore the vest and he had the earrings and shit. It still looked like that and it talked exactly fucking like him. And I'm like, oh my God, how they... That was a stereotype within a stereotype because it's a stereotype in one way, but it's also a deeper stereotype if you know Latin culture. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, oh, but I didn't see it as, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't see it that the same way as Lighthearted. That's just the guy he fucking knew because that's a guy I fucking know. Uh-huh. So it didn't seem as a, a lighthearted, jokey th- tone to it. And notice, hey, he got killed first. And the bad guy, what was he? Hispanic, too. Yeah, mm. didn't care for that. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, so the first guy you killed is Hispanic, and then the evil, evil dude is Hispanic. I, I had a, that was one of the themes that I may have read into it, whether it was or wasn't there. But I saw it, and I'm like, ooh. Oh, okay. In um, 86, little militant James would have been fucking stomping his little feet. God damn, fucking hating Hispanics in film. God damn it. Rah, 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 rah. But now I'm just like, oh, yeah. This cute racism from the 80s. It's adorable. It's trying so hard. And one of the things that I really, really like about this film is the performances because it's just hacky enough to make it a fun 80s movie. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Tawny Katane is not bad in this film. We can laugh about, you know, she was in, what, 13 White Snake videos or whatever bullshit. Yeah. We can laugh about that all all we want, but... She's not bad. For the tone of this film, Mm-mm. she's not bad in this. No. And, and when well, you see her name pop up, you, I think we both <laughs> let yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little louder than that, too. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I will have to say that it looked like she had taken some acting lessons since the last time. So it looked like she was really fucking trying. The other people may not have been the best actors, but they were great for this one because if they would have cast anybody more talented, that would have made all her acting classes go to waste. Well, and if they had just one person who was a little bit more talented, it kind of would have pushed everybody else's faces in the dirt, Mm -hmm. which makes for bad scenes, uh, a la Bram Stoker's Dracula, where you watch Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins just shove... Keanu Reeves's face into the dirt. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will have to say, and uh, it's a big complaint in a lot of movies I watch, is the, it's like somebody else's, you, they're not acting in the same film. Everybody in this film was in the same film. And uh-huh. I, I, I enjoyed that about it. There's a lot, again, a lot of the choices that they made 
Well, wait, you know, we're about knee deep in here. We're, we're um, pretty much all the way in, and we, we did no foreplay. I don't think we talked about what happened in this movie at all. No. Why would we? Who gives a shit? It's Witchboard. <laughs> not not a whole rules. fuck of a lot happened. Yeah, I mean, all right. So, uh, Ouija board. Ouija. And they even got that wrong, because the guy was being a pedantic fuck. If you wanted to be a real pedantic fuck, it was named Ouija, like yes, yes. So, it's yes in French, and yes in in German, so it should be we ya or we ja board. No, it's we ja. Guy was even a douchebag wrong. Yes. So we <coughs> uh, board uh, possesses Tawny Katane. Mm-hmm. All 30 Th- pounds of her. All 30 pounds of double Tawny. Uh, uh, two friends who uh, one is with her, one used to be with her, uh, mm. reconcile their friendship while fighting this evil. Oh, there's a lot of air quotes here. With with the help of an eight-year-old ghost boy. Ten-year-old. Eight. Ten. Ten? Bet. Who cares? Oh, yeah, it was, it was, argument, wrong. It was yeah. argument up until I was really sure, and you're like, who cares? Fuck yeah. you, Chris. <laughs> nice try. Until you showed some backbone, and I backed down immediately, yeah. because I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. I rarely show backbone, so... Man, if I go back and watch this, and I was right, ooh, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, you're not going to be. It's okay. Okay. So yeah, that's that's what Witchboard is. Mm-hmm. And oh, hilarity ensues. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. And Zarabeth's there. Oh, fucking Zarabeth. God, I, James, oh. that was. Uh, if we're gonna talk about choices made in film, mm-hmm. I, 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 we're just gonna jump right back into it. Who gives a shit? Oh no, let's do it. Fuck if it. we're gonna hey. talk about choices made in this film, I think the introduction of Zarabeth, especially when they did it, mm-hmm. was the. Perfect time, because that's kind of when they've laid out the entire plot of the film. Yeah. And like, what are we going to do? They need a little bit of time filler. What do you do? Add this kooky psychic lady. And I want I got to fucking hand it to her, because some people would have been timid in that role. They would have played it. They might have chewed a little bit of scenery. This woman committed. Oh. She, and she was allowed to be in her own fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Because when she, the minute she walked on... From the way she walked to everything that she did, the physicality, every choice she made, she's like, yeah, I fucking own this role. Yeah, she steals every single scene that she is Mm -hmm. in. But she is so different from the movie that it doesn't pull you out. And that's what I think the great choice to add her at that point is, is because not only do we know what's happening, but we know our characters. Mm -hmm. Our characters are kind of boring. So when they add in Zarabeth, this wild card essentially who's also a psychic Mm -hmm. they don't know what to do with a person like this either because it's brandon's friend but he seems like he's almost embarrassed that she's acting like a maniac like he kind of knows but he was she was hoping she was going to tone down this one time yeah yeah and well yes and, and and you think about where that happened they're so building to attention, building to attention. Yes, boring, boring, boring. You know, a couple, of, you know, but they were still building to this thing where now something has to happen because now Jim is buying into the fact that oh shit, this might be a real thing. Yes, he's finally clocking. Oh fuck, this might be real. And Brandon and his douchebaggy self is like, duh, it's been you know. Yeah. So they needed something to break all the tension. So I forgot about that their thing i for, i kind of forgot about a bunch of stuff and, and then you're watching her do that and they could have cheesed it a lot more they actually when they got to the the séance section i'm like oh they're going to cheese it up and they're going to talk in a baby voice no i like the fact that they actually used a child's voice recorded voice over and i thought that was a super super great choice because anything else would have ruined it because then all of a sudden oh fuck a real ghost you know, instead of somebody faking, because then you'd have that back of your head. Is this a medium or are they a ripoff? What's going on? No, they spelled it the fuck out, and I enjoyed that. And they did it very simply, and then they also did it way later, I think 2018 in Hereditary, mm-hmm. to show that a spirit had arrived. All it did was flare up the candle. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's not unique to only these two films, but like, it's it's such an easy, effective way to just show that something's present. You right. Just pump a little bit of gas through something, make a flame flare up, boom. Mm-hmm. Instantly, visually, we know what happened. So nobody needs to say it. It mm-hmm. is Yeah, it's visual storytelling. It's this is a it's a good movie. Oh yeah. Well, I, what did you think of the choice then? Almost all of the scenes with the gore or all the scenes with 
anything was very brightly lit. And I had not even seen that even in the 80s movies. It, it, was, it seemed to me to be very novel. But I don't know how I felt about it because, again, I, I'm still relatively new to horror. I thought, oh, it, A, it I think if the gore effects would have been more or better, that choice would have been excellent. I, okay, I think they did it very well, and here's why. Because you can get away with a lot more, I guess, excessive gore in the dark because you don't have to match colors as exact. You can throw some black paint or whatever and call it blood. And it's an easier way to do it. Deciding to do it very much during the day, I think, is a very bold decision. Mm -hmm. And I think scaling back the gore so that it, it didn't look bad was a mm -hmm. very good call. Okay. Especially so with the resources that they had, obviously, and especially in 1986, we <coughs> weren't going to get like mind blowing effects where it looks like, looked like shingles or whatever fell off the roof onto Lloyd. Right. You know, a real crime scene. They, mm -hmm. they did it minimally and did it correctly according to their budget. It, right. Does it look great? No. But it's a cheap 86 movie. Yeah. I don't expect it to be mind-blowing. Although I did really like the setup to that shot. They're talking. They're sitting. They're sitting on the thing. He's leaning back a little further. He's going to take a nap. Well, what I, I will say this. I usually have issues. You notice how like, I always have some shit to say if somebody does something wrong. Those guys look like they actually had been on a construction site. Yeah. They were carrying their tools right. They were they 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 looked like they'd held a piece of sheetrock before. Yeah, they might have been helping to build the sets. That's, Who knows? That's what I'm saying. So I it didn't take me out of it. A lot of times you see these sets and you're or you're just like fuck. So I I really appreciated that. And then even though I know it was a total setup to set the dummy up to drop this shit on, they did it in such a natural way that we knew it was I knew it was happening, but I didn't care. Yeah, it was Lloyd kind of getting sick of listening to Jim's shit. Mm -hmm. And he was just kind of getting further and further back and like, all right, man, I'm going to relax for a minute. Kind of the, uh, I don't want to hear about your bullshit anymore. And then I forget what falls on him. It doesn't really matter. Lumber was, or something. No, it was like about um, six or eight sheets of sheetrock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it, it's done pretty naturally be because... I mean, yeah, he lays back calmly, mm -hmm. but it is also a supernatural force. So we don't need to see it like sliding off the roof or yep. anything like that. And it seems like the only, and, and they didn't seem to break their own rules because besides the talking or possession, the only physical thing they could do was move objects. The only thing they could do is move objects. And that was great because they didn't have to have a lot of explanation. There didn't have to be anything so everything was set up with objects being moved to force situations which again as a choice for a lower budget movie is amazing mm -hmm. because now i it's plausible enough that i buy in that's all i need i'm looking for excuses to buy into a movie and if you give them to me and you, you're not too clunky about it i'm there yeah and i think the only time that this movie even kind of lags cuz it's it's pretty short again something that i really appreciate about movies made in the 80s mm -hmm. is they're 90 minutes they yep. get in they get out they tell their story you had fun it it did I, lag in a few spots but yeah. yeah yeah but like i look at movies now and they're like two and a half hour everything's like two and a half hours long like mm -hmm. man why is this so long just make a 90 minute movie but I think the only time for me that it really lags is I think right after Zarabeth is killed, where mm. they go to, what is it, Big Bear? Yeah. To go investigate David's parents. Yeah. And to figure out how he died. Mm. And I think that's the only time for me that it kind of lags. And, and then, then the cemetery scene. Yeah. Eh, the, yeah. Okay, we got it. Yeah. Them conveniently finding, like, the occult store. Well, it, it gives, although it does give them more time to spend together to reignite their relationship. Exactly. That they, they broke many years ago when they were young, before the woman came into their lives. To both of their lives. Yeah. Because... Causing problems for them in their relationship, budding. Yeah. You notice the only time that Women James the cries... Worst. <laughs> The only time that James cries and shows emotion is when his friend passes, not when, not when Tawny passes, not when he might have a child, but when his friend passes. 
<laughs> when his friend gets bowled over with barrels. Yeah. Oh, and the and the tears. The tears. Which okay, it's a very funny scene. Yes. But every That's a funny death. The only believable relationship in that whole fucking movie is those two boys. And I wish they could have found it sooner before they died so horribly by the hands of the evil Hispanic man. Yeah, but Tony Katane doesn't die. They get married at the end. I think a part of part of him died, and he was never there for her. Well, yeah, a part of him was buried at sea with Brandon's body. Yes. And, and although he's there physically, I don't think his, his soul is with her yet. <laughs> Fuck. I didn't, ex- I didn't expect that to happen in our discussion of which board. I just thought it was funny because just, I'm just like, well, are these guys going to get a fucking room? What's going on here? They did. They well, did, in fact, get a room. Oh, they did spend the night. Oh, let's go to the graveyard, see if we can find some information. Okay. Yeah. Well, they only seem to have one bed at this place. No wonder we couldn't find David's parents. They're dead, too. Like, yeah, no mm. shit, man. Yeah, I've seen movies. I know exactly what was going to happen. What are we going to do with all this free time, Jim? Well, <coughs> maybe we should consult the Ouija. Yeah, I mean, good for them. That's I not mean, a plan, Chet, buddy. They're 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 both handsome men. Indeed, they are. I, uh, Brandon Sinclair, especially, is quite striking. Uh, and, uh, His personality leaves a lot to be desired, but... Oh, God, the douchebaggery. Man, that opening <coughs> scene, I'm not sure if it was supposed to endear us to him or really make us hate him. Or confuse the fuck out of me. Because the whole time, right? I'm just, we were watching a movie. Where is she sitting? Right, right next, by Brandon. Yes. Arm interlocked, hanging on his words, talking, talking, talking. And then her boyfriend shows up you're like why is she is she trying to make her boyfriend jealous what the fuck's going on here and brandon just starts being an asshole to jim immediately yeah why don't you go why don't you go fall down and drink and die like your dad i'm like fuck yeah hey dude there's people here what the fuck yeah because yeah jim gets up and goes i'm going to get another drink and he's, brandon says something about like oh yeah runs in the family huh what a like, cocksucker man I don't know. Hats off to Jim for not turning around and just punching a man already sitting down. I was going to say, because I, I think his lights need to have been dimmed. And then following that, when uh, his tires popped and he's outside yelling at Jim about it, and he's like, man, we've both been inside the mm-hmm. entire time. Yep. And he's trying to blame him, yeah, for... What, what the fuck was he driving? Was it like a Cobalt? Or, I fucking know cars. Or Cobra. Oh, yeah. Because he had this super nice-ass car. Yeah. So, yeah, they set him up to kind of be, like, the rich asshole. Yeah. But he's also, like, supposed to be our protagonist? Right. And, and we think about, like, if these, these they were supposed to have grown up together. Now, the ribbing and stuff I get when they were talking shit, just straight talking shit, I get. Yes. But when he, when he got into just, like, your old man territory. Yeah, like, making personal comments yeah. to a room full of people. Now, it's one thing to be a dick to your ex, right? Yeah. But guy code states, right? Okay, well, exes, if you're still talking to your any of your friends and they're dating them and you're in a public place, don't be a douchebag to them and definitely don't be a douchebag to the lady because shit's going to kick off. Yeah, and there's not there can't be a single person at that party who isn't going to walk up to him afterwards and be like, hey, man, you need to go. Yeah, you got to You're tone. lucky Jim didn't punch you. Mm-hmm. You need to get the fuck out of here right now. And oh. that's why I was irritated when she was all pissed at him for being a douche to douchebag. I'm like, come on. He was... Come on. Yeah. And then, I mean, they... They do kind of elaborate that, like, their relationship was sort of falling apart before uh, mm-hmm. Tony Katane entered the picture. So I'm just saying there might might be something happening because, you know, just as soon as Tony came to the picture the first time, their friendship has never been the same. Hmm. Just saying. Just saying what? I think old, I think old boys had a closer relationship than was stated. Oh, well, good for them. They don't need Tony Katane. I'm just saying that that she fucked it all up. There you go. But a shorter movie. No witchboard, nothing. Just a couple happy dudes walking down the beach holding hands and shit. Hey, they should have been getting... They can get married now. It would have been a happy ending and shit. Oh, my 
my goodness. Anyway, um, Witchboard, um, <laughs> wow, you just sandbagged this whole thing. I don't know where to go. Oh, God, there's so much more to talk about. <laughs> okay. I, the only thing I can understand about this is near the end when, he, when they say Malfiador, and, and that's that name. It, oh, that fucking name. It sounds scary to white people. It does. It does. It, it, it's, it, it almost, it's like if, if, if you want to call somebody like, a, like we, if I called somebody Malcreado, it, it's just like, you fucking abomination. Get the fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> I'd have to be real pissed and you'd have to do something outstandingly fucked up. I'd be like, Malfiador, get the fuck out of here. You are completely out of pocket. So Malfiador is a bad guy. It irritated that, that irritated me a little bit, but I forgot the point I was trying to make, but I was just, there were parts of this movie that, mm, that, that could have been, been done differently, I think. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I and I don't mean to, Blame it on budgetary limits or mm. first-time director, because this was, I believe, was a. It was. It was Tenney's first first um, feature-length film. Yeah, yeah, he went on to make other classics. I believe, like Pinocchio's Revenge, if I remember correctly. Oh Christ, that was him. Oh, so, I mean, I'm not quality saying, movies. Yeah, we're not saying he had like an illustrious career after this, but like they, hey, they man, paid him to go board. do something else. So fucking a. Yeah, but I mean. I think the way that this put movie's put together, the, it, it does leave something to be desired. But, I mean, you watch any of the Friday the 13th and you go, oh, man, that was kind of a shitty movie. Oh, I remember my point. Go, go on, about Malfator. Uh, Malfator. Okay, so he was directing David. Now, the way they set it up was the end result was that the witchboard wasn't, or she wasn't possessed. The whole idea was that he was... Um, Jim was the portal, yeah. not Tawny. And it yeah. took me a while because I was like, it took me a while. And it was actually really clever once I figured it out. Okay. The way to get complete possession is to break down parts of their lives. So he's completely breaking down Jim's life through Tawny. Yeah. So the, if the end goal was to possess him, then this is a fucking brilliant story because Malfiador gets David to start fucking with Tawny and jacks Tawny completely up to completely get to Jim and the entire time. Now, before that, Jim's getting framed for the murder of Lloyd, um, for slamming old girl up against the wall, for the killing of Zarabeth, for now the killing of his best friend. Yeah. We, we, we forgot to mention, yeah, he is being uh, tracked by a detective. A detective? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I like magic tricks. You know, I saw Sigmund and Roy. I'm like, oh, God. Man, I really love the detective. That's, that's one of those elements that I think when you said that they don't add a whole lot of, like, fun. I think that guy's just fun. Yeah, he is. He's just, like, yeah, cheesy cap. And I will give them that, too. Because that, that, was, that was, like, he is every single solitary 80s series cap guy. Yeah, and he was the... 80s movies always thought they needed like somebody from an outside perspective, somebody who doesn't know what's happening when all the other characters see this supernatural thing happening. It's right. the character who has no notion that there could be anything supernatural and is stalking one of the, the cast members. Right. They, they did it recently in uh, Anything for Jackson, too. There was uh, the cop that was chasing the... Uh, Grandfather, but they were actually committing crimes. So I well, guess there you go. Really relate, Probably way, a reason. It's a really good movie. Everybody should watch anything for Jackson. Sure, I guess I've never heard of it before. So I guess what I'm going to be doing? Uh, masturbating furiously while well, watching yes. anything for Jackson. Yes. Well, pretty much while watching anything. That's my go-to. Yes. Which is, makes it tough when I'm at the theater. I told you I don't like going to theaters, and nobody likes to sit around me. Now you know why. Well, yeah, he's he's the outside perspective who's tracking because he thinks Jim is this killer on the loose and it, but if essentially he's the pink panther he's the least effectual fucking most ineffectual police officer and it, it's like man. he's trying to be colombo but he's just not quite peter falk no <laughs> so you know i saw and what he says kind of half-ass makes folksy sense if you listen to it but the second time around when when they when they double back and go you know i saw a juggler once i'm like no you didn't shut the fuck up just no just no 
Yeah, he's he's clearly telling like made up stories that are, like mm. parables for the situation that's happening. You're like, all right, man. Yeah. You know, I saw two dogs fucking in the park, and it reminds me of a shut up, just no. Well, one time I was watching a plastic bag float in the wind, and then I taped it and put it in a major motion picture, and everybody thought it was deep. <laughs> and now in the year of our Lord, 2022, if you watch it, you realize what an embarrassment that whole fucking film is. My God. What American film? Beauty. Oh, I, I managed to dodge that bullet. Oh, what a piece of shit. Uh, that was back back when American Beauty came out. Uh, my ex would watch every movie that was under Oscar contention for the Oscar party every year. So, I, good or bad, sometimes I had to watch these things. And I just realized that I don't ever want to have to vote on an Academy anything because I fucking can't handle those movies man oh no i'm not watching some deep drama Mm-mm. no well if if, if there's horror attached i'll watch it okay but that's not what gets put up for awards and eh, i know horror and comedy should fucking be up for some oscars that'd be i'd watch that shit instead we'd be forced to watch like bohemian rhapsody no all right should we get the the opinion on queen out of the way they're a singles band. Name your favorite Queen album. All right, they're yeah, they're a, they're a pop band. They are fucking overrated, and I'm sick of it. Yes, but I will tell you, I'm not gonna turn them off. They, if they come on the radio, I'm I'm fucking down for it. You know what I mean? But I'm not gonna go seek out. I'm not gonna go seek. Oh, I'm gonna go put on some Queen. There's not any my playlist. Yeah, but if it's on the radio, I'm down. But because they're a radio band, they're a fucking radio band. Uh huh. And they're good. Except for, I will, I complain about Roger Waters' t- guitar tone. It sounds like he's playing underwater to me. Uh, it, that's Pink Floyd. Brian Roger May. Wouldn't, Brian May, yeah. But he, Brian May's got that underwater tone. I just got their names wrong. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I was correcting it for Same our, fucking guy to me. I, yeah. English so Knights. That, so, that, so that we weren't leading people down the road to ruin. Yeah. That, <laughs> First of all, anybody who relies on me for a fact is completely fucked out of their head. And, and completely fucked from Jump Street because I have zero grasp on facts. Yeah, that's pretty much the anytime I speak to somebody, it's the, uh, oh, well, but also don't listen to me because I'm real stupid. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm right occasionally, but that's just on sheer luck. Yeah, bl- even a blind squirrel finds a nut occasionally. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm probably very wrong. Yes, but not, again, Roger, or Roger, what I almost fucking did a Brian May's guitar zone. I like what he's doing, but I don't like the way it sounds. I just... Right. I'm not going to dispute the merits of Killer Queen. No. Or Fat Bottom Girls, for that fucking matter. Oh, yeah. I still think that uh, Queen may have written the first thrash song. Hmm? Yeah. Do tell. Oh, um... Dot, 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 dot. Damn it. Stone Cold Crazy. Oh, fuck. Fuck. The intro riff to that's a fucking Mm. banger. And, And most people's issue with Queen which I tend not to have. I'd, people have this ungodly hated disco. Fucking love disco. And Queen had some disco there. I enjoyed the shit out of that. But Queen did whatever what would be popular. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, I think they're overrated. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what was the original point? Uh, Witchboard. Yes, okay. <laughs> I will talk about bands Witchboard was the original point. Ah, uh, yes. And that, now, Queen v. Whitesnake. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Which would I... I can't name you more than that one White Snake song. They made more than one? Likes. The one where Tani was rolling over the uh, car hood? I, I don't know. The, here I go. I don't even know the actual title to it. Oh, I know here the I one you Here I go again on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Going down the only road David Coverdale's ever known. Well, no. that Look at his face when that came out. Dude, he was like... My age in 1985. So he's got to be, what, 90 now? Dude, I remember watching it years and years and years ago. There was something. We were watching VH1, and there mm-hmm. was just a clip of him like, you know, I didn't sell 190 million records just because of my hair. And, like, he was getting all mad because people were like, yeah, he had cool hair. That was about yeah. it, I guess. Mm, sure. Yeah. White Snake sucked. Yeah. Oh, White Snake. You. But, I mean, if I found a jean jacket with a white snake back patch, I, I wouldn't not buy it. Oh, I think you're illegally bound to buy it, quite yeah. frankly. 
Oh, white snake. Buy, buy a cut-off Ario Speedwagon t-shirt to wear under it. Ooh, with a, with a biker jacket underneath? Fucking right. Oh, yeah, chain wallet. What the hell are we talking about? Uh, the fucking bitchinest outfit to ever tubular a rad. Man, I'd have to get my license back, and I'd have to buy a Trans Am. Nah, fucking T-Top Camaro, motherfucker. Mmm. I rock Z. Man. <laughs> Dreams. Goals, James. Oh, Goals. Sitting on the back with a Bartles and James, baby. <laughs> no. Not anymore, but... No. Nah. So help me, God... I, I will turn my entire life into just a perpetual state of 1982. Like, I'm really working on it. Mm. Like, when we decide to quit doing this because it involves technology, mm-hmm. and then I can just, like, just listen to Motorhead all day. You mean you don't already? And just magazine pornography. Oh, good old glossy pages God just to stick right. together. Mm-mm-mm. Just to hold it in your hand, just the weight of it. Oh, yeah, I'm getting a little chub thinking about it. And the weight of the magazine. Hells yeah. Oof, we have strayed very far afield. Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking about glossy porn. <laughs> well, I, I think glossy porn is kind of on everybody's minds at all times. If it isn't, it should be. I mean, that's the American way. Everybody can have their phone porn, but man, you... Good old glossy porn. Mm. Mm-hmm. You got to like tote it around, rip a page <laughs> off and fold it into a square if you know you're going to have to jack off at the mm. library or something. You know, stash a few in the, in the woods for the youngins. You know. Dude. All right. We don't have time to get into woods porn, but it's a real shame that our culture has devolved to the point where I don't think woods porn is going to exist. Well, there's no need for it. The young'uns can get yes, it on the phone. Yes, there is, James. We, maybe I'll We're trying to bring it back. Maybe I'll just hide porn around my yard for the kid. No, my kids are way too young for that. <laughs> That's how we all found it at that age. So it's a good idea, Hal. Man, how many crimes have we talked about committing just today? We'll be between, let's see, selling celebrities. <laughs> so here's the thing about Grave Robin. I bet we could get away with it. Oh, by the time we get to them, those 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 pine boxes should be rotted enough. We get those rings real easy, Hell allegedly. Because uh, that's the thing—you got to rob graves that are old enough to like have things buried with people. Because if mm. I remember right, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, you can't just like bury people with thousands of dollars worth of shit. Right. So you got to do like a little bit of history about your local like rich families, and then find old graves. Allegedly, they're, allegedly, they're matriarchs because the males aren't going to be buried with nah. riches. Nah, and all the good rings, and you know, mm. I'm gonna get me a sweet brooch. Occasionally, get a real old bottle of scotch too. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> tastes like I've heard. It tastes like corpse. <laughs> ah, corpse scotch. Good old corpse scotch. Oh shit balls. <laughs> Um, uh, let's get, uh, James. Yes. Would you recommend Witchboard to people? Um, I didn't hate this movie, but I, I don't think I'd recommend it. I think this is a movie that I would recommend. If somebody just asked for a horror film, like, ah, you like 80 shit? Yeah, watch Witchboard. Oh, uh, yeah, but I'd throw them to about two other movies before I get them to Witchboard. Right, that's fair. Because I'm not, it's not going to be my first pick, like, now learning to like movies and shit. I'll throw him something I'll think is better than this. This this one, it didn't bore me. It was okay. It did its thing. Made me think. But it, it's just kind of eh. It, it's there. It's pretty generic. Yeah. And when you look that's at it, what I was trying to work through through the lens of films that we've seen. You know, as the film itself progresses, and even just cheap films, it does seem generic. But I mean, eighty six, yeah. dude. I mean, eighty six was a very generic year. Generic movies. Generic films. Generic people. Generic clothes. Generic movies, films, and cinema. And you could buy, still buy generic shit in the store, too. Mm-hmm. I just saw the big wall of Malto meal at the store the other day. Oh, cheese and rice. And I don't know if it just, if they move stuff around because I don't go that far down the cereal aisle, mm-hmm. or if they brought back Malto meal. But man, it made me feel good on the inside just seeing giant bags of cereal. See, that brings me back to a place I didn't like. <laughs> Fucking... Carnation Instant Milk and Popeye's Puff Wheat. Fuck a bunch of bag cereal. Fuck it. But no, like, I think <laughs> I would recommend Witchboard before I recommended a movie like Possum. Oh, uh, definitely, uh, definitely. Unless it's somebody that, you know, like, can really handle some shit. 
Yeah. Like, this is one of those, like, uh, you just want to have fun and watch a popcorn movie that's not like a Friday the 13th, because it's not as gory, it's not right. as violent. It it has a enough of a plot where you can follow it along and go, oh, okay. And this, just have a nice evening. This is a movie I would put on if, like, if I'm cleaning my living room, I got something doing. I'll pop this movie on, because I can, oh, I'll remember bits and pieces and I'll be all right with it. Yeah. It's uh, doing something else while you watch it, movie. It's perfect for a big bowl of popcorn. Fucking A. A big bowl of popcorn and a soda. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what Witchboard's for. All kinds of the R.C. and Orville Rittenbacher. Hell yeah. It's, it's not one of those I really need to turn my brain on and watch for things in the frame or really pay attention to themes, because well, the themes are... Well, first of all, if you're looking for shit in the frame, you're going to be sadly bored, because ain't nothing happened but what's happening. Yeah, they, they show you what's happening. And they, they, they point out to it. But I will say, too, the one thing I will... Th- the witchboard, the idea of the Ouija board as the bad guy in the film... Or the Harbinger of Doom. They, they did a good job with not overusing it. Because they could have gotten completely off the rails on that shit. Which I'm hoping they did in Witchboard 2. I'm going to have to kind of dip my toe into that motherfucker. There's a Witchboard 3 as well. Again, I'm going to have to dip my toe into it to see, you know, did how did they do it? Did they go cray-cray? Because if they I, did, I'll watch it. I kind of looked. Um, I think the third one you can rent on Amazon... The second one, I don't think I could really find any trace of. Mm. I didn't look real hard. I'm sure you can find it. But yeah, I would be interested to see where they go with Witchboards 2 and 3. Mm. Because my bet would be they're probably not very good. Well, either that or they are so off the rails that they are. That's fair. But, I mean, how do you go more off the rails with probably less of a budget? Um, Amp up the gore? I, I think I've read this movie made like six million. I think I saw it under like the box office section because I saw it and went, "Look, well, good for them." I think they and I think they probably made a lot of money because we don't think about it as much because we have all the streaming services. But the VCR sales and rentals used to be big money for those for these movies too. So you probably add in the video rentals, it probably did about twenty. Yeah, because like I think, which is respectable. Yeah, is, uh, that falls into exactly what we were talking about earlier and just kind of a minute ago with it just being a popcorn movie. It's yeah. a Friday night, fucking go to the drive-in, yeah. go to the whatever theater. Hey, have we seen Witchboard? No. Pick it up. Yeah, Let, let's go get high and go watch this goofy-ass movie. It'll be oh, yeah. an hour and a half of our evening. Yeah. and I, It's I, kind of the perfect film in that way. Yeah, because I... Yeah, the hour and a half did go by pretty good. I I, I did this one in about three settings but only because i i started working like full time again and my ass was kicked yeah but i i would have i could have stayed up for the whole thing it was worth it if i went and saw this on a big screen for what did movies cost in 86 what 350 two two bucks yeah two three two, a couple two three dollars two three dollars yeah gotta lean into that yeah a couple go, two three dollars before and go get some fucking old style ah for cray yeah a couple old styles with some rc yeah Couple two trees. And go see fucking Witchboard. <laughs> Man, Witchboard really lends itself to the Chicago accent. Uh, you can go watch Witchboard or some fucking thing, huh? Yeah. I swear to Christ. Okay, one last thing that I did want to note. I'm glad they didn't do a monster. Mm. Uh, that's one thing that I really did kind of like. Because with a, a supernatural <laughs> film like this, mm. they could have turned Malfader into like a, a literal monster, like a demon from hell. Well, the thing about it is... He was just kind of an evil presence. I, I don't know. I, I, I forgot to bring that up throughout our, our entire conversation. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to uh, extend our talk about Witchboard even further, but oh. I do appreciate that, that they didn't make it a, a spectacle. Well, on, on another level, too, um, I, just because I'm a huge fucking geek, all I could think of when I saw him not fear the Lord was that um, he looked like the Doctor Who... The original Doctor Who master, like the big bad guy from all the Doctor Who's. So I was like, oh, I know that's not a shout out, but fucking A, it looked like the master. Wah. Mm-hmm. Big metal horns. Oh, we forgot to mention too, uh, Tawny Katane dressed oh. as male Fedor at the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. First of all, if there was no. It's, it's still Tawny Katane. <laughs> Let's put it this way when she was possessed by the demon. Okay. 
for a minute there, I thought there may have been no gay subtext in this whole fucking movie. But when she was dressed as the demon, she looked like Liza fucking Minnelli from uh-huh. Cab of fucking Ray. Uh-huh. There's no, there's no way that there's not a big old bow on that fucking point. Bat. Uh-huh. And it was beautiful. Fucking big old red hair and the black hat. I was waiting for the Fosse step out and shit. No. <laughs> no. But it was, it was beautiful chef's kiss. Uh-huh. Because it, it's super easy to do too. Yep. We, we don't have to really put any, we don't have to do anything. We just got to put ma- man clothes on Tawny Katane. Yeah. Oh, and tease her hair out a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I will say that she did own it. She did own it. Because again, she weighs what, like three pounds. So <laughs> any physicality man, from her, I was just like. Man, you're really sticking it to women in this one. No, I'm talking about Tawny's tiny little narrow ass i was really worried that we weren't gonna see her tits too i was i never because it didn't come until like almost three quarters of the way into the film but that's how they get you because if you're looking for tits in an 80s movie you're watching frame by frame because you got to know when to stop god damn it I, I guess my phrasing of that was a little incorrect i, I was worried they weren't gonna show it like it, it had gotten to a certain point in the film it was like we haven't seen her tits yet at that are point they, i was I like i think they're even going to good for her oh no there they are because i'm like well they would they get the r for swearing and then it was like full frontal i'm like oh okay now we know yeah pretty much you almost see your coin purse <laughs> well because of the shaving you saw most of the coin purse you just didn't know it <laughs> So, so, so tune in for that. If you secret Tawny contained vagina, you just see if you can freeze frame it just right, which is the whole point of them putting it three quarters to the movie. No, you're gonna watch this movie if you want to see this. I, it'll be worth it. Just wait, okay? Which probably contributed to even more VHS sales because that part of the tape gets worn out. The video mm-hmm. store needs a new one. You gotta go buy another one. Yep. Hell yeah. Good job, Witchboard. Excellent film. <laughs> Thank you, Witchboard. Mwah. All right, uh, James. Should we actually do the plugs and tell people that like they can find us places? Yeah, I guess we could tell them that if they wanted the, to get on the, the Spotify or the Apple Music or any of any of those places, we're available. And, and you can leave us reviews and yeah, and like good ones, hopefully yeah. even bad ones. No, it, leave we're anything. Aware, we know you're listening. We're aware of our performance. Yeah, we. <laughs> you don't have to tell us if you tell us something nice. We're going to be surprised and keep doing more of that. I'm just saying. No, we will forget immediately. We will talk about it throughout the week and go, oh, hey, we have to remember to do this. We have to remember to do hey, this. Hey, when I said that, I firmly believed it in that moment. Don't fuck with me too hard, okay? Um, if you want to go to our Facebook group, we have that. Oh, yeah. Hey, and I'll tell you what. Anytime if you post anything, I guarantee I'll have something to say about it. One of us will mouth off at you. Mm-hmm. Unless you can tell. I think you can tell if you've angered either of us because you won't get a response. It's just kind of an eh, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, there's an Instagram page with us, too. Yeah. I should probably get on the Instagram so I could be on that page, too. Mm, yeah. No worries. No need. Okay. But, but hey, it's there. It's Woo-hoo. a thing that is available. Absolutely. If you would like to directly send us an email, you can send it to uh, horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. Let me try that one more. Uh, uh, hold for edit. Take two. Snap. Uh, you can email us at horrorvomitpodcast at e- gmail.com. E- I, I got Horror. it. I did it. Podcast at gmail.com. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. You it's did it. Pretty, it's pretty easy. See, there's no telling anyone that they can't start their own podcast. Oh my God. I, I've also, you know, uh, our research is, or at least my research, I, I will not talk for both heads of this awful Hydra, but. My research is I just get stoned and eat cake and watch movies. <laughs> I do about forty-five minutes of reading. I say don't don't think for a minute that anyone out there you you can do this. That he, we I believe in you. The funny thing is the reason I do this is because I saw some other knuckleheads and I'm like I can fucking beat that. Uh, yeah, and honestly, we're not setting the bar that high. I'm, I promise you. Yes. If you're intending to do a podcast, go do it because I know you can do better than us. Yes. And I mean, and we don't edit these. Nope. This, this is all just our bullshit. You, you can tell because we're still going. Mm-hmm. When we should have stopped about 30 minutes we're ago. We're not good at that. But leave us good reviews. Yes, It'll, please. 
Oh, I almost choked on our own bullshit. That's okay. Um, <clears throat> should we? Oh, I'm a little bit tired from all this shameless self-promotion. I gotta rest. Yeah. Um, y- y- you should. Oh, <laughs> man, this is falling apart. I think it's time to go, bud. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to find the button, James. <laughs> Good night. If not, I'm going to sound like just a tremendous asshole. More like. Uh, yeah. Hey, man. You know what? Hey, I'm medicated. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't have medication. I'm slowly learning that I probably should. Oh, we're still going. Why don't we shut this up, Chris? <laughs>